Whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi Next Class. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about Degrassi Next Class Season 4, Episode 3, Hashtag I Look Like A. And Kelsey, will you please read us the episode summary? Yes. Goldie has been flirting with Winston and doesn't even know it. Miles questions a post-grad opportunity that seems too good to be true. I mean, I guess. And yeah, no, no talk about, about Yale. Nothing about you. Yeah. Um, the ep- the title? I don't really know. <laughs> I guess it's like... I guess Yale is, like, dealing with her own perception of her... Or of themselves, of their body, how they're feeling. I look like a... I don't know. Uh, Miles is confused about the opportunity he's been given because he looks like a rich white guy because he is one. I don't know. I have this, I'm stretching. <laughs> I'm stretching. I mean, I've also like, I've never heard this hashtag before, so I don't even really know Me what neither. it means. I think I'm too old to understand what this is. <laughs> I don't know what this means either. Honestly, I'm wondering if it's like a, I have no idea if it was, like, some kind of trend and people posted, like, I look like a... And then I have truly no idea. No idea. Me neither. This is some weird ass... Like, I feel like the writers don't even know what this means. <laughs> like, with most of their hashtag titles. Um, But, all right. The episode starts with, like twinkly like beauty and the beast-esque music playing winston is dressed like a prince which was like basically my only fashion note other than tristan's blue sunglasses otherwise i took no fashion notes i don't know if we want to get that if we want to do that at the top here (laughs) yeah let's fashion police style um yeah no uh my only fashion note is winston's shirt i kind of liked it it was like that which shirt that like the one that looked like those 90s cups that you got at like roller rinks oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. but yeah. it also had like leopard spots i don't know i kind of liked it <laughs> i don't remember it um but anyway winston is dressed like a prince goldie is dressed like a princess they're like pitching a prom thing castle degrassi it promises the perfect fairy tale ending to our time at degrassi Winston's calling her Goldilocks. She's calling him Chewy. I'm very confused. I'm like, are they a thing? Did we miss something? There are vibes happening. This is the first we've seen of this. And this is the first time we're even, like, tackling this in this episode. There are definite vibes. Although we do, like, there is an established friendship. So. Yeah. You know. um, He's, like, one of her only, like, male friends that we've seen. Right. Um, also, and like, I, I don't know, I can never get a sense of timeline. It feels like too early, even if like winter break just happened, it feels too early for it to be like, let's plan yeah. for prom. But also I didn't plan for prom, so I have no idea how early you're supposed to start in on that. 
I have no idea. Um, I can see you starting at the beginning of the semester if it's like a huge thing, I guess. I mean, I don't really know for Degrassi purposes because I'm pretty sure they just have it in their gym. So it's not like they really need to, it's not like they have to reserve a space. Like we had our prom at Sacramento State in their ballroom. Like we didn't have our prom at our school. But I don't know if they like cater it, if they need to get a DJ. But again, yeah, like five months ahead of time seems early, but I don't know. Maybe, but maybe it's just there's so much competition in like the area that you just got to get it locked down right away. I don't know. I wasn't in leadership, so I have no idea. Um, but anyway... Yeah, they're pitching their prom theme. And then as soon as they're, like, done, Zoe immediately is like, so, Goldie, you and Winston, what's going on? You're obviously, like, very flirty and like each other. And Goldie's like, what are you talking about? No, we're not. We're just friends. What are you talking about? And I'm like, there's a little bit of denial going on here. But maybe Goldie also just, like, hasn't admitted it to herself yet. Or maybe she just genuinely only wants to be friends with Winston. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that she actually likes Winston or do you think that she like for sure does not? I think that they both kind of like each other, but I, it seems to me like they neither of them really consider it as a reality. I think they both are just like, we are good friends and this is where we will yeah. remain. Like, yeah. I, I, I think that they would be fine. I, like, I, I have no opinion as to whether or not. <laughs> get together although to me it does feel a little bit forced but they have like they have vibes I get it but yeah I think that neither of them is like what if you know I don't think it's on either of their minds yeah and yeah I, I and it, like... it kind of bothers me that like everyone seems to be pushing this on Goldie yeah totally and Goldie like every step of the way Goldie is like I do not want to date him we are just friends I just want to be friends with him like, maybe they do have, like, little crushes on each other, but they just don't want to act on them. So, they're, like, in a weird gray area. I don't know. And we already know, know that, like, Goldie, when it comes to boys, like, it's a very complicated type of thing totally. for her. Um, so, I'm like, I don't... Why are we pushing this? Why are we pushing this on Goldie? Let her let her deal with her own thing, guys. Like yeah, already, like we already had a whole episode where we were dealing with like her conflict because of her religion and her culture, but also like, you know, where she lives now and, you know, or where she's always lived actually, but you know, just her relationship with her peers. And it's like, why we got to push this on Goldie? Just like, let her have a male friend. I feel like even that exactly. for her seems to be a pretty big deal. Yeah. Like, why we got to totally. push a relationship on her when she clearly is like not thinking about it and does not want that. Like let her have her flirtation ship. Like that's fun in itself. Yeah, and it's harmless and like whatever. Let her do her stop pushing it. Um but then we are with Tristan and Miles. I watched this with Allegra too and as soon as like Tristan was walking with his blue sunglasses. <laughs> Allegra was like, I'm sorry. Is he fucking blind now? Because she hasn't watched the show in like the first time she watched it in many like episodes was last week. So yeah. 
He's no, not blind. I think, I, he is not. <laughs> I think he is just, you know, a bus crash isn't going to stop like him from making bold fashion choices. I'm also wondering if it's like he has like light sensitivity, like his eyes are sensitive. I don't know. I don't know what happened in the bus crash. Like maybe it's just easier to like dull the senses a little bit so he's not overstimulated. I have no idea. Um, because he wears these sunglasses like this whole episode. Um, but again, it could be a bold fashion choice. We have seen him do this before. But then the English teacher comes by. I'm sorry. I can't remember this guy's name ever. I don't even know if he ever says it. I can't remember. But he well, comes by to like talk to newer to us. So, yeah. Yeah. But he comes by and talks to Miles and is like, guess what? The London Academy of Arts has this creative writing program and I'm recommending you for it. There's like an opportunity where you can have an interview for the writing program and it's exciting. Um, And he's going to prep for it. He did already get into some other college for like business or whatever, but he's like, yay, writing opportunity. Let's let's do it. And it's exciting. In this moment. <laughs> it is exciting. And I, I'm glad that they went in a different direction than I thought they were going to go with this. Because I think if this was Tristan and Miles, like, season uh, two, there would have been a whole plot about Tristan being jealous and mad that Miles is leaving, potentially leaving him behind to go overseas. Um, yeah, I but totally Tristan thought is that that was going to come up. Right? But he's just, like, super stoked for him. Very supportive. So... Yeah, they've grown a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of them, and I'm really glad that the Degrassi writers weren't like, let's make this into relationship drama. Because I think Miles struggling with his identity and his, like, family and just, like, who he is is way more interesting than any of that. Totally. Like, totally. like I like Miles so much as a character now that it's, like, not, like, about, like, him and Maya and him and Tristan. It's about, like... Him dealing about with his him. own shit and figuring himself out, like, yeah, I thought that was a really good choice too, and it's also like something that he has been dealing with for a while. So it's like it just seems like a natural next step to explore his identity in this way, as well. Um, although I will say, if he does end up getting in, I can still see them doing a oh no. I'm going to London, but you're here. Like, what's going to happen? Like, I can see that happening, like, down the line. But for now, I'm glad we haven't, like, fallen down that wormhole yet. Um, But then we are with the gaming club crew plus Lola, the YouTube crew. And they're taking a photo for the school yearbook. And... After they take the photo, all the guys are, like, zooming in and yells armpit hair. And they want to edit it out because they want to, like, retain their reputation or something. I don't know. It's so... I hate this so much. It's so stupid. If Yelda was embarrassed about having armpit hair, they wouldn't have armpit hair. And they wouldn't be wearing tank tops that show... Like, they clearly are not bothered by this so why are you guys bothered by this like calm the fuck down i hate this so much i hate it too it's very stupid um i mean there's just so many things about this that i hate but i would like to say just right off the bat i didn't even notice the armpit hair because i was so distracted by the fact that lola was standing like 
as far away from everyone else as she possibly could. There was such a huge gap. And she, like, uh, in the second photo they showed, I, I feel like they, like, chose another photo. But she had just this look of disgust on her face as she was looking at Baz. And I was like, that was all I could focus on. I didn't notice anything about you because I was like, what the fuck is Lola doing? <laughs> like, it looks like Baz said something, like, truly disgusting to her or, like, grabbed her butt or something. Like, that was I mean, my read of I the photo. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised because, as we know, Baz is a disgusting person. Um, but, yeah, this just kicks off a plot line that infuriates me. Um, but then we are with Goldie and Rasha. And, like, we're continuing the conversation of, like, everyone sees you flirting with Winston. Like, you obviously like him. And they're also talking about, like, how Goldie... They're like, what are you talking about? And they're like, we see you fighting about, like, cookie flavors or whatever. There are vibes there. Because apparently, what is it? Winston's favorite cookie is, like, oatmeal raisin and... Goldie's favorite cookie or his gingerbread, which I think are both the wrong answer. I fully agree. I I think that (laughs) gingerbread is much more like egregiously the wrong choice than oatmeal raisin, but both of them are bad. For a favorite cookie? For a favorite cookie. Like, I'm fine with either one. Also, personally, like, I love an oatmeal cookie. Personally, I'd rather it be like an oatmeal chocolate chip. Or like an oatmeal butterscotch or something rather than a raisin. But and like gingerbread is fine like during Christmas time. It's good. Like I like a ginger snap like dipped in a coffee. That's also nice. But like your favorite cookie, that is just wild to me. Absolutely. Like what about just chocolate chip standard? fine there's nothing wrong with that i don't understand i don't understand like one of my favorite cookies is a black and white cookie and even i understand that that is the wrong choice though like that is not the correct answer but like extremely regional yeah that's true oatmeal i've also also just just been like on a real black and white cookie kick like lately every time we order from like anywhere i'm like do they have a black and white cookie can i order it there's one restaurant that keeps forgetting and i keep ordering it anyway because i want one so bad and i'm like just hoping that one day they'll remember so i just keep like throwing away three (laughs) dollars i do love a black and white cookie but it's i feel like i have to really it's such a specific experience that i feel like i just really have to be in the mood for it it's not like a go-to cookie for me. It also reminds me of a former coworker we both have where yeah, he was known too. for whenever he whenever he got drunk, he would always make sure to get a black and white cookie before like going home. It was it's hilarious. He would get a black and um, white cookie in Penn Station every time. Exactly. On his way back home to New Jersey. <laughs> it was like, "Oh, he got a black and white cookie. All right, I guess he was really drunk." <laughs> um but yeah, I guess like yeah, I guess if I did have to think about it, like just like stand, it's probably boring. Chocolate chip is probably my favorite cookie, but like, it's also like the best for a reason. It's like the staple for a reason. Chocolate chip yeah. is the way to go. I think that's the right you choice. Know? I mean, don't get me wrong. My roommate made uh, some oatmeal raisin cookies, and I had one for breakfast at like seven thirty this morning when my dog woke <laughs> up. 
and it was fantastic and I have zero regrets. Like I love an oatmeal raisin cookie, but that's not the best one. You're they're both No, it's crazy. not the best one. Also, how does Raja know that they were texting about this unless it was was it public? I don't understand. Were, were they, they like, texting or was she saying that like they were hanging out and doing homework and they were just talking about this? Or I don't know, she or maybe she said it was until two in the morning. She looked at her phone and she was like, Until two oh, in the right, morning right. you were talking about this. Which how do you go on well, I think about a cookie? I think Rasha knew she was texting Winston until two in the morning, but then Goldie, I think, was the one who was like, well, we were arguing about our favorite cookies and I had to, like, defend my gingerbread, like, blah, 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 blah. And Rasha was like, you're both wrong. And she says, raisins are an abomination. (laughs) It's correct. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I think... But if I had to choose a side, I would choose Winston's. I would choose the oatmeal raisin over gingerbread. Gingerbread is also such a weirdly specific flavor that it's like, you got to be in the mood. I also hate how like hard a gingerbread man cookie is, there gingerbread certain, person. There are certain ones that are good, like a softer gingerbread. Like maybe they use some molasses in there or something. Like that's, that's I was going to say. I prefer a molasses cookie over a gingerbread cookie. Molasses cookies are great. Also, great with a coffee. Dip it in a little coffee. Beautiful. Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's an excellent call. Yeah, or even, or even, but if you have a gingerbread cookie, dip that in a coffee. Like, honest, like that type, those flavor profiles, great in a coffee. <laughs> totally. Agree. Um. Anyway. Um, whatever. Everyone's like, you're in denial, Goldie. You're flirting with Winston. And then in this moment, she gets an oomph chat from Winston. And it was shocking. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Did Winston really just send her a dick pic? Why do you have to ruin everything, Winston? What is going on? I was extremely confused. I knew that it had to be an accident. Because even, like, Winston has been, like, since he dated Zoe, has been, like, just really like an A plus dude. Um, he had like True. a moment of creepiness a couple of seasons ago, but he's like been like pretty great since he dated Zoe. And mm-hmm. even like at his weirdest point where he was like the most like cringy, like I don't, this never seems like something that would be in character for him. I knew it would be an accident, yeah. some sort yeah. of like hilarious mishap. But it's like, but because even, yeah, at his worst, he wouldn't send like an unsolicited. That's dick true. Pic. That's true. That's very true. Not even when he's dating Frankie would he have done that. No. No. Yeah. Um, but then we're at the Hollingsworth house and their fucking dad is there. And I was like, uh, I was like shocked when I saw him because I was like, I thought we were done with you. I know, right? Um, Why is he still around? I have no idea. But he's there. He's congratulating him on getting into, like, business school, which I guess then we find out that it's at his alma mater in the same program that he was in. And Of course it was. Then, yeah. And then Miles tells him about, like, the writing program opportunity. And his dad's like, um, okay. And then and I think Miles is like, okay, well, don't jump up and down about it. Whatever. I'm going to do this. And then... 
his dad just totally puts him down. At one point, he's like, really, you're going to be a writer? And at one point, he says, what else do you have to say? And I was like, shut the fuck up. You haven't even been here. He's got a lot to say. You've done a goddamn number on this child. He's got a lot to work through creatively. He's got a lot to say. Get out of here. I hate you. And he's also like, do you think you're good enough? I want to punch this man right in his stupid face. Also, I feel like yeah. nothing will ruin Miles' progress more than like a being in a broy business school. Honestly. Honestly. I think we've already like seen like he does not thrive in that type of environment. No. Like I don't know. I don't know. And I also really hate the trope of like, oh, you want to do something creative? Like, mm, well, I'm not proud of you for that. Like I'm like, I mean, and I understand that this happens in real life too. Like people like, parents are like, you're going to art school, really? But I'm like, what would happen if we would just, like, encourage our children to follow their dreams and do what they love? They'd have so much more, like, I don't know. I feel like it would only lead to them being successful because they feel like they are being supported by their family and their loved ones. And they know that if they fail, they can, like, just talk to their family and be okay and they can move on. I don't know. I don't know. I was in my feelings about this. I was just like, this is stupid. I hate this trope. <laughs> Even though I know it's real. <laughs> I know. Hard agree. I mean, like, my dad <laughs> was not thrilled about art school. And he was very like, you should also get a teaching degree or something. And I was like, nah. And he was like, okay. <laughs> like, that was it. <laughs> that was the extent. He was like, all right, have fun at school, I guess. But also, especially on TV, like, the opportunities that they're always given are, like, incredible. It's like, oh, I have an interview for a really prestigious art program or I have an audition for a really prestigious art school. Like with Maya, it's like, it's always like, because it's TV, it's always like an incredible opportunity. And it's like, Hey, can we look at this for what it is? This is a really good school for this thing. And I have been deemed good enough to at least try out for this. Let's like, Let's see this through and see what happens. I don't know. Um, anyway, that happens. Then we're with Hunter. And he's asking the worst people for advice in the world about yep. whether he should edit this photo of Yale, which is Frankie, Esme, and Zig. Literally the people you should go to for absolutely nothing. Correct. No advice ever for literally anything for anything unless it's like evil conniving plans but you shouldn't try to get advice for that because it's wrong but oh my god and Esme comes over and is like photoshopping and basically like face tuning the entire photo now or just of Yale as we find out later just of and they're Yale. like don't and she's worry like, she's it's gonna sweet. thank you yeah and I'm like this is not a sweet thing to do Hunter, why are you so stupid? <laughs> he, he's so dumb. They're all so... I'm just like... Mm. But also, like, he just, just watching... Watching Esme, like, Photoshop, quote, unquote, like, so fast in a way that would not work <laughs> made me want to scream. <laughs> like, how is she removing it so quickly and so flawlessly? This would take so it's much like, more bloop, time. Bloop. This would yeah. take so much more time. You gotta zoom in, at least. Yeah, not even zoomed in. The brush is way too big. I, like, don't understand why <laughs> this is working. 
<laughs> like it so wouldn't dumb. take it wouldn't take that long, but it wouldn't take one point two seconds. Like it would no. zoomed out with a huge brush for some reason. <laughs> the accuracy. I'm so mad would about it. Not be there. Yeah. And it's just Hunter is extremely susceptible to what other people say to like a point that it is detriment. I'm like, can you think for yourself, son? sir child like he is swayed by what everybody else says by vj and baz and now esme and frankie and zig and later zig and tiny i'm like just i feel like we've learned we've had this lesson many times where you listen to your stupid friends about like specifically advice about yale and then it blows up in your face. And then when you finally actually talk to Yale, it's like, hey, why don't you just come to me first and we can talk about it. And then we'll avoid, like, miscommunications. It's like the lesson is never learned. The lesson is never learned. No. He, like, yeah, you're right. Because I, I was going to say, you know, to cut him a little bit of slack, he's, like, what, 15? This is his first relationship ever. He, like doesn't know what he's doing and he's like i need help from someone but he's out he's constantly asking the wrong fucking people so it's not like vj and baz have any and the thing is he's not even asking them they are giving him like just advice like out of nowhere for the most part or like if he vents to them they give advice and he just takes it because he's stupid but like he had to your point he has gone through this several times where yale has like very clearly been like why don't you just talk to me? <laughs> and yeah, like why are you listening? Exactly, and and it's also like at the beginning he was like like and they're like oh we have a problem the armpit hair even and Hunter's like what really and then he gets like convinced so easily that it's a problem where it's yeah. like he starts out in an okay place but then everyone's just in his ear and he's just like not mentally strong enough to be like actually. Let's. Why don't we ask Yale? I don't. Ugh. I don't know. I understand that it's high school and it's probably embarrassing to be like, "Uh, your armpit hair is showing." I don't know if this is embarrassing for you or not, but it's going to be embarrassing to talk about. Like, I understand that aspect of it, but it's just like, it's just spiraled into such a nonsense place, and this all and it always happens. <laughs> it always happens. I mean, with I was going to say, as it always does with this fucking group. I like do not understand. Yeah. Like these are always the worst storylines. When these, these are the ones... only people we have left, I'm gonna lose my. Oh wait, no, we're, it's not <laughs> well, gonna no, happen because the season. show ends. <laughs> the show ends. Never mind. Yeah. I was about to say I'm gonna be so pissed, but no, that's okay. We're fine. It's like I would, I would venture to say like half of the cast that we are dealing with right now are always infuriating. <laughs> like yes. this group of people. The Frankie Lola Shea group of people, the Zig well, Tiny Esme well, yeah. people, like it's like I only, it's like we only, I only like Maya until recently was also very annoying. Still, um, it's like She's I still like Rasha. Yep. Yeah, Rasha and Goldie and Zoe and Winston. Yeah, I'd, I'd and Lola show about them and just Lola. All day long. And yeah. Lola by herself and Miles and Tristan. So it's like those, like the seniors and plus like Lola and Grace. Yeah. 
And Jonah, I can take or leave him, but, like, whatever. But, like, <laughs> it's, like, basically, like, I, I'm fine with most of the seniors, but with, like, a few exceptions. And I hate most of the juniors with, like, the exception of Lola, basically. Which is why I'm pretty, yeah. honestly unpopular opinion glad we're not getting a fifth season because i don't i don't want to be alone with the the like so, with uh, the freshman yeah, the through junior juniors class. yeah 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 also we haven't met um, anyone younger than the junior class have you noticed that we have like no one lined up for later like they kind of knew well yeah <laughs> i think they did know or i guess i don't know like they i think they knew that they like they had been renewed for like another two seasons, but they, I don't know. But like, I still feel like the cancellation was a surprise, and it also wasn't confirmed for a very long time that it was actually yeah. for sure. I don't but know. This is like the first it's, time that, in my memory anyway, that they d- weren't like bringing in new like freshmen for us to yeah, like, it's like sort once, of like, like a hate core... and then get used to over time. Yeah, once, like, a core group gets to their senior year, then it's usually time for, like, a little sibling to enter the high school with, like, a new group of friends or something. Yeah. But, yeah, that didn't happen. Um, anyway. Mile, oh, God. Okay, we're (laughs) we're with the teacher and Miles talking about, like, what ideas do you, like, what story ideas do you have that you're going to talk about at your interview, and he says, what about, like, World War II, but if they had social media? <laughs> and Oliver was idea. like, how about we don't mix Instagram and the Holocaust? <laughs> yeah. And I agree. <laughs> and we were also talking, she was also like, like, I understand there's maybe something to be said about, like, I don't know, like, like, so comparing social media to propaganda and like the dissemination of information and how that was done in the war and like maybe there's an intellectual way to do this but I don't trust Miles to handle this like sensitively. <laughs> no, especially not Miles at this point. Like maybe Miles in a couple years once he's like yeah. had more experience. Once he's like belt, but been to writing school. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. But his teacher's like, that's great. <laughs> Let's, you can lead with that. I'm like, oh, no, this is not great, but okay. Um, And then the teacher says something along the lines of, like, they're already looking for people like you, so, like, don't be nervous. And Miles is like, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, you know, they're, like, looking for, like, diverse perspectives. And Miles is like, uh, diverse? I'm, like, a rich white kid. What are you talking about? And then essentially it's like oh because you're queer and now miles is like oh so i'm just getting this because i have a boyfriend and he gets all in his like head about it and really defensive and that now he like doesn't think he's actually good enough he thinks it's like a weird handout honestly though that's fair like it's it's frustrating to watch because it's like you do have a unique perspective and clearly like this english teacher despite being an english teacher could not explain this correctly to him in a way that wasn't insulting but like if someone said that to me that basically like well you're a token (laughs) like yeah reasonable to be like super pissed off and like not feel like you're actually good enough by your own merit so as much as it like 
pains me to watch him blow up at this interview. Also, how many Degrassi students have we watched just ruin college interviews? 10 million thousand? So many. So many. So many. Remember when Anya did coke? Remember when <laughs> Paige was interview? high? How many high oh people have ruined <laughs> Oh my god. What ha- didn't Maya blow an audition too? Yep. I can't remember what like what it was right after the bus that. crash. I'm still pissed about that one because it was yeah. like right after the bus crash and yeah. the admissions lady was like you have to write through your writer's block at CalArt. We're not going to let you do that. Like, yeah. I was like, I was like, lady. and also, yeah. And the lady was like, mm, you aren't comfortable enough to write about the bus crash yet. Like you got to get, he, she was basically like, you got to get over it and write about it because it's your experience. And it's like, I think she can fucking write about it when she's ready to write about it. Lady. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah I'm I forgot about, about that. I'm mad about that still. Um, but yeah, no, but yeah, but yeah, it's frustrating it's to watch. But also, like, why would he tell yes. him that? If you want, don't tell him that right before the fucking interview. All of what you think it's a compliment, I like don't get. And not that or, I'm saying like be dishonest, but like, why would he tell him that after he just like pumped him up and made him feel like it was because his writing is good? Because it is because his or, writing is good. Exactly. And and if you are going to mention it, why didn't you explain it in the way that he explained it at the end of the episode? Like, you don't have to do a whole fucking activity, but why wasn't he like, this is the opportunity that is available and you qualify and you are a good writer. And also the point of these types of programs is to make sure that we do have diverse voices in these programs because other people like have more opportunities to get into these programs because of the way that the system works. And like, this is our, this is their way of like uplifting the voices that it's harder for them to reach to that point. Like, why aren't we explaining this like at the top? But I also, instead of at the end of the episode, I think that would even be confusing to miles because he it's not that he doesn't have the opportunity yeah that's true because that's he comes true from, he comes from such a privileged back privileged background that's like that is he true he is afforded more opportunities than most other people that would qualify for this program which i think is also something that bothers him and i think that's pretty noble that he's like i yeah. get that i qualify but it doesn't make any sense because he is taking a spot from someone who wouldn't be afforded an opportunity that as That's a str- inc- as a like I almost said straight nope as like a rich white guy he has gotten lots of opportunities and will continue to get lots of opportunities like he is not being That's- held back. That's also incredibly true. So yeah, it's also I'm like I understand what we were doing. I understand the lesson we were wanting to teach with this type of opportunity, but I feel like Miles was a weird choice to carry out that type of storyline because I, I also feel like the because I also feel like the I already have so much privilege why am I being given this opportunity aspect really wasn't focused on that mu- it was just kind of blown over at the end he brings it up a couple I don't, times and like no one listens to him when he says it exactly exactly yeah I yeah it like I think it's an important thing to talk about but i I, yeah having miles be the focus of this was strange it was strange yeah totally and unnecessary i feel like it was unnecessary i think i feel like it could have already just been like 
okay. I, I think it could have been interesting if the teacher, like, knew the interview and was like, I have an in for you. And then Miles could just deal with, like, oh, I already have so much privilege and now I'm being recommended. Like, do I actually deserve this? I don't really know if it has to, if it had to be tied to, like, diverse voices. Because I don't know. I don't know, though. I don't know. It's, like, a weird I gray mean, I area. do like that they did tie it into, like, diverse voices just because he is still really struggling with his identity, especially his sexual yeah. identity. Um, but I, I do think, I don't know, like, I didn't mind that. But, yeah, I just... I felt like he just explained it to him wrong, and I feel like no one listened to, like, Miles' like very valid critique that, like, this is for people not afforded an opportunity, and he would have gotten right. an opportunity regardless. Right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So he now he's, like, in his head about this, which I think is, like, warranted. Um, but now we're back with Goldie and Winston. They're, like, working on prom planning, and Goldie is like acting very cool toward Winston because of like this oomph chat and she does not want to be close to him. Winston has no idea what's going on. So it was clearly an accident and he has no idea why Goldie is acting like this. And then she basically just like runs away from him and he's like, what is happening? What is happening? <laughs> um, But then we are with Yale and Hunter and I think we're looking at this photo. Are we with the group? I can't remember. It's just Yell We're looking and at this photo. And Yell's like, why am I the only one who has photoshopped what's going on? And then he's like, uh, the, the armpit hair. Uh, and then she's like, and they're like, um, I don't care. I'm like, I'm not ashamed of my body hair. Like, I don't, oh, no, like, I'm more comfortable this way. Yeah, it was. a Yes. Was. Yes. Because then Baz is like, oh, I think what you're doing is brave. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Baz. Baz is the one who brought it up in the first place. He's such you know what it is. He's like, I don't know. Maybe he'll grow out of the way he is now. I want to think that he will. <laughs> he's just like he's such a slime ball to me. He is such a slime ball. And then I think they like, I don't know. It's just like what's. I don't really remember how the scene ends, but it's, like, basically yells, like, I mean, I don't care that I have body hair. Like, if I cared, I wouldn't wear a tank top. I don't know if she, I don't know if they said that, but, like, I think essentially it was, like, I mean, I'm not ashamed of it. Like, why did you edit this out? And now Hunter's, like, caught in a weird spot. Also, she's not addressing the fact that they did all sorts of other photoshopping to her that was not exactly. just her armpit hair. Yeah, like they like put makeup on her and like they basically facetuned them. But anyway, then we're with Goldie, who is with Zoe. Goldie is resigning from the prom committee because she can't handle being with Winston. And then she's talking to Zoe and Grace, and then eventually, and they're like, "Uh, they he sent you an unsolicited dick pic. That's like." sexual harassment no one deserves a junk pick um and, and correct and then finally she's yeah. like oh yeah this isn't my fault fuck this guy basically which yeah as, as president of the feminist club i feel like she should have been aware of already although we lost the feminist club like four three seasons ago so who knows <laughs> i honestly forgot about the feminist club no, um, forget about feminist yeah club. um <laughs> also grace is wearing oxygen which is new Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Much more open 
Yeah. But also, like, I'm concerned. I'm like, are you yeah, okay? Yeah, I'm very concerned. Yeah. Um, But then we're at the interview. We're with Miles, who's now very defensive and is like, well... I don't want to just write queer stories, essentially. Like, he's calling, like, queer stories a gimmick. And it's like, he's just tanking this interview. Because he's like, well, I can do more. This is not all of who I am, essentially, is what he's giving off in the interview. And the interviewer is, like, very confused. She's like, but don't you want to write about your experiences? And he's like, I can write about anything, (laughs) basically. Yeah. I just want to be a writer, he says. It's like he really thinks that he's killing it right now. He's like, I am nailing this. He's like, I'm standing my ground. I'm telling her what I'm about. I'm doing it. And she's like, uh, what's going on? (laughs) But, yeah. And then, oh, my God. Then we're with Hunter, who, like, finds Zig and Tiny outside. And he's like, ugh, you gave me bad advice. Esme gave me bad advice. And now Yale's mad about the photo. And I'm like, obviously, <laughs> Esme gave you bad advice. Esme's a horrible person. And now Zig and Tiny are laughing. And they're like, ugh, Yale has armpit hair. <laughs> Lol. And then they're like, why didn't you just tell you don't like it? And Hunter's like, so I'm allowed to ask her to change for me? And they're like, yeah, of course. I'm like, oh, my God. Tiny, I thought you were better than this. This is also horrible advice. Like, I think in the center, Tiny is trying to get out, like, you should feel comfortable talking about, like, your preferences in a relationship, which I believe, which, yes. But you can't ask someone to change for you because you don't like what they're doing. It's like, oh, my God. I It's... So misguided teenage yeah. boy shit. <laughs> I mean, first of all, never go to Zig and Tiny for, like, girl advice ever. No. And also, like, this is actually pretty in character for Tiny. As much as I love Tiny and I do, and he's, like, he's so supportive. And, like, he, I think it, like, once he, like, goes to college and, like, grows up a little, he'll be, like, feminist guy. Like, but not in, like, a yeah. cringy way. But, like, I, I think he's just... He loves to give terrible advice that is usually pretty sexist. And I think that his heart is in the right place, but he just like has no frame of reference for what he's talking about. That's true. Yeah. You know, and and he has improved over time, but he does have like a long storied history of giving like terrible, like borderline misogynistic advice. That is very true. Yeah, and then so they send Hunter off with this terrible advice, and I'm just like, oh god, this is just making it. This is gonna make it even worse. Um, but then we're with Goldie, who's finally confronting Winston, and she's like, I quit. He's very confused, and she's like, I don't want those oom chats from you. Like that is harassment. Like, or actually, I think you should quit, not me, because you did a bad thing. And Winston is like. What are you talking about? And then he finally realizes that he accidentally sent a dick pic to Goldie because they've been texting so much, but he meant to send it to Miles because it was like a covert dick pic where like he hid it amongst objects as like a goof, which sounds insane, but it also just sounds like something teenage boys would do. And I'm yeah, not even going to try to understand it. <laughs> I was going to say, that and he, like a boy thing to me. 
this 100% sounds like a boy thing. And he is extremely sorry and extremely embarrassed. And I do feel bad for him as well in this moment. Like, every, like this whole situation was just unpleasant for everybody involved. Yeah, 100%. It was, yeah. it was very uncomfortable. He clearly feels terrible. And, I mean, I wasn't surprised. I was like, this is just going to be some sort of weird misunderstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we're with Miles. He's talking to his friends about, like, the interview and about, like, how he's feeling conflicted about, like, the diversity spot that he interviewed for. Um, and... Uh, he does someone still have says, like that, like I nailed it, like thing going though, because he's like, he's like, does well, the teacher she, come she, over? She knows that I, she knows that I am not just like a diversity pick, like I can write anything. I'm like, no, it's just because you said it doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> like, and then the the professor then, comes over and is basically like, you fucked up. What did you do? Yeah, he says, sounds like that wasn't even you at the interview. And it's like, uh-oh. And then he's telling him, like, your diversity gives you perspective, Miles. And then he, like, puts on the whole exercise. Like, everyone stands in a line. And he, like, says, like, step forward if you've, like, never had to worry about holding your, like, partner's hand in public. It's like, it's like... It's like you step forward or back depending on like certain privileges that you have in your life. And it's showing like everyone's different and everyone has different experiences and everyone likes, I don't know. It's, I guess it's a show like everyone is diverse, but I've mostly seen this exercise to show like, this is the level of privilege that you have. Like step forward if like you've never had to struggle to like put food on the table. Step forward if you've never been discriminated against in this situation. But it's like I don't know. It's like a, everyone has a sp- perspective. Everyone has a. Everyone's unique. Whatever. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. It <laughs> felt like very weird and pointed to me, and I did not really enjoy it. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't. I don't know. Also, why did it take all of class to do this? That's I don't question know. That I have. Why did it take? The entire period. How long is class? It seems like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like in high school, I think classes were like, what, 45 minutes each or something? Like, it feels like. I know. I had block scheduling, so. No one's really learning yeah. anything. I yeah. don't know. I yeah. I, I, it was fine. And I, I felt bad because it, like, it felt like kind of like, Miles, you have your own unique perspective. But like, Zoe was all the way in the last line because she's like, Zoe's yeah. been through some shit. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Uh, uh, poor this Zoe. Feels she like looked triggering. so sad. It did feel triggering. She looked so sad. I'm like, why? I was like, you're trying to prove a point to Miles. But like, Zoe is uh, like somehow becoming like the victim in this entire fucking yeah. exercise. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, it was, I don't know how, it was, I guess it was successful in getting the point across to Miles, but successful as an exercise overall, TBD, probably not, I don't know. Um, but then we're back with Hunter and Yale, and Hunter, like, goes up to them and is like, I want you to shave your armpits, <laughs> like, oh god, Hunter, oh boy, and Yale's like, well, I like my armpit hair, so I'm not gonna do that. And Hunter's like, there's something else going on. Like, what? Like, you've been different lately. 
Like, you don't even want to make out with me anymore. You just got this binder. Like, what's going on? And Yale is just like, uh, I feel more comfortable this way. And it's just clear that they're just really trying to figure themselves out right now. They're really, like, exploring their identity. And they're going to talk more about it after school, which I'm hopeful about-ish, maybe. I don't know. But they still care for one another. They still want to be in this relationship. And I guess they're going to try to work it out. But I guess we'll see more about... We'll see what how it actually turns out in a future episode, I guess. Yeah, I mean... The only good thing that really came out of um, Zig and Tiny giving terrible advice is at least it, like, opened the door for an honest conversation yeah. that they really needed to have. Yeah, it wasn't just about the armpit here. It's, like, clearly something bigger is happening. And Hunter sees that something, like, more than just armpit hair is going on with Yale. So yeah, exactly. Well, he's not stupid, and he's, like... You know, he's known Neil for a really long time, like, even before they mm-hmm. were in a relationship. Like, so he knows, like, when something's going on. Yeah, totally. Um, But he's then stupid, we're back with my... Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, But then we're back with Miles and the teacher. And the teacher's like, diverse does not mean lesser than your voice is underrepresented. So it can be heard and help people like sure. Like, like this is a spot that is available. So why not take this opportunity essentially? And I'm like, yeah, I guess, but we're just going to, again, we're going to like gloss over the, would he have been able to have this opportunity regardless of this like program? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but then, oh, but, oh, and and it's also still in this, we're still in the class when he says this, and Miles is a lot, and they're, and he's like, and he says, like, the thing about, like, oh, your writing can help people, and Miles is like, I doubt that, and then, like, Jonah and Zoe say that, like, his writing helped them through the bus crash, and Grace is also like, like, I'm not we don't have a lot in common but i also related to like the play and like your writing and blah 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 and it's like see miles your your voice can reach others and help others too Eh, i guess and i I think and then it meant something to miles that zoe's thing was that um his writing helped goldie understand her relationship with rasha and i think that right like that having that additional element of like you know you helped like grace and jonah through like the trauma of the bus crash and grace related because she's been in the hospital so many times um Mm -hmm. you know but i I think it was important to also have like like it brought to his attention that he helped like his good friend like through you know in like through like writing about his sexuality and like exactly because i think that was one of the things that he struggles with the most because i don't know i think also and maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but, like, this is my take just as, like, also a bisexual person. It's, like, it's, right. it's it, I hesitate to call it imposter syndrome, but you almost feel like you're, I mean, it, maybe it's my generation, but there's, like, there's a part of me that, like, has trouble, like, identifying as queer, especially because I am, in, uh, like, a, 
a hetero relationship right now, but like maybe there's a part of it that's like that where it's like, well, you know, I don't, am, can I really call myself gay? Can I say that that's a part of my experience? Because I don't, I'm not always in a same sex relationship and I'm not always going to be facing that discrimination kind of like being like, I can pass, you know? Right. So right. that might also be a part of it. Or at least that's my read is like just bisexuality in general is so conflicting and complicating. And there's so many like there's so many hang ups that go with that that are totally. just a different experience. And you and it does. It feels like you're kind of like for me anyway, I can and feel like I'm like faking it. I can feel like I'm like just, you know, in this space that doesn't really belong to me. Um, and maybe he is dealing with something similar. I think that just like the fact that he is bi is like another part that is confusing and conflicting and has its own like totally weird hangups to deal with and like erasure and stuff like that. Totally. Because I, yeah, because Miles already struggles with, I think, like a sense of belonging, whether in yeah. a sense of acceptance, like, his parents have not done an amazing job at, like, accepting him for who he is. And then also, like, both the queer community and the not in the heterosexual community. Like, I, I don't, I feel weird calling it the heterosexual community. But, like, you get that kind of lack of acceptance from both sides, I should say. Yeah. Be, like, like, if you're, like, a straight person is like, oh, are you really bisexual? Like, you'll be gay. Like, you're actually just gay. Or And then on the other side, like, it could be like, oh, are you actually bisexual? I think you're just straight. Like, I, it's like, I understand that that type of discrimination comes on from both sides as well. Yeah. Also, but, like, in that age range, it's so much more likely for people in your life to tell you that you're going through a phase. In, totally. Especially if you, like, it, yeah, just... And his family is, like, the type of people to be... Like, his dad, I think, said, like, you're going through a phase to him. And it's, like, that is mm -hmm. definitely another part of it. It just, yeah, it feels very, like, you don't really belong just anywhere. Very... And you don't feel comfortable. Like, I don't feel comfortable, like, claiming, like, certain things that, like, other queer people are like, yes, I'm, like, I'm loud and I'm proud and I'm into it. And, like, this is my space and I can own this. And I know that's obviously not everyone's experience. But I'm just, like... I will bring it up if it comes up in conversation and feels relevant, but like, or like if I'm talking about myself in a certain way, but for the most part, I'm like, no, I mean, I had to like basically come out at work because I had a lot of, we were doing like a pride issue thing and I had a lot of opinions and I was like, I'm coming out, I'm coming off like very strong on these opinions and I feel like people don't really understand like where I'm coming from or why I have this information or why I feel so strongly about like using certain terms like and I had to like send an email to like my boss's boss and be like I've been coming on real strong I have a lot of loud opinions I think people are confused because they all know me as some like they've known me as someone who's been in a straight relationship for like years and I'm just like yeah so it's like it's never come up because I don't like walk around being like by the way sometimes I fuck women like you know <laughs> that would be crazy that would be such a weird way to walk around living my life and so I had especially to like, at work especially at work I'm like it's none of your fucking business but I basically had to like come out at work and be like I am bisexual I am also like on this spectrum of things and like 
So like I just I just really needed them to listen to my opinion. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like I have I am a letter. <laughs> I'm like I am I'm the only letter on this that isn't A for ally. So like can you please <laughs> also, like, A people- does not stand for ally. No. Oh my god, it like makes me crazy. People are like, well A stands for ally. I'm like, it does not. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. Stand- <laughs> it does not stand for ally. Um But yeah, I'm just like I, I believe it stands for asexual, it by the stand, way, if anyone's does, listening. It does stand for asexual. <laughs> I, 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 but it's like a whole thing. I don't know. Because it's like, you know. it's. But yeah the, yeah, the whole like struggling with bisexuality, especially as a teenager, is like its own like set of worms. And like in some ways your life is so much easier than like people who are gay or lesbian or trans or gender non-binary. Like it's it can be like such an easier road like to the outside world or at least in my experience like it can be like a way easier road than being like this is me but also like internally we're so fucked up (laughs) yeah it's like you're there's really sorry i just hit the microphone uh there's really like nowhere for you yeah it's like you're invalidated wherever you go it seems like and because both both sides don't really take you seriously so it's like, because yeah, if I identify so myself as queer around straight people, I get like an eye roll. And then like, <laughs> and the same on the other end. I'm like, I can't fucking win, you guys. <laughs> like, do I need to show you like pictures of like women that I've dated? I don't know what to do. <laughs> you know, God, like, and I feel so just, annoying. It's horrible. And I feel for like, like by people who come out after they've already been like married in straight relationships. Because I know about like people who've done that. And it's like. At this point, it's like, why even fuck it? Like, but, like I've heard people be like, at this point, why even bother? But like, I felt like I needed to say something because this is how I felt and couldn't like put words to it. I don't know. It's so, it's it's it sucks, man. <laughs> it's complicated and weird, and like you never quite feel valid. Yeah, and uh, like if we're bringing it back to Miles, like I feel like he, like you're already kind of invalidated as a teenager like when you are standing your ground about anything especially by adults they're like okay yeah whatever like you're a kid you don't know what you're talking about and then just to lump like your sexuality and your identity related to that in with that already kind of like blanket invalidation that comes with being a teenager it just must be so confusing and frustrating and it's almost like gaslighting where it's like oh you don't know what you're talking about yet like your brain hasn't finished developing yet and it's like okay well why don't we just like I don't know why don't we listen to them it's like it's not hurting anyone for him to like declare this about himself like let's let's listen to the kids when they say I am bisexual or I am gay or I am whatever like it's it's so infuriating sometimes. Yeah. I just, I, but, oh man, I feel for Miles. So, um, but yeah, this is all to say that I'm wondering if that, if not just the fact that he has never really felt comfortable with a label and, you know, Tristan is the only man that he's ever really been like into that we've seen, like that's its own complicated things. I don't know if like the bisexuality in itself is an issue for him, but you know. I also, mean, we've like, seen Tristan has a history like this person that he loves and trusts. And I know that we love Tristan and we are not like those like Tristan hating like people. But we can look at things objectively and, you know, we criticize every character on this show. And uh, Tristan has a big history of 
biphobia with Miles. Yeah, and like not trusting towards him Miles. Exactly, and I'm sure that that on some level has fucked with Miles's brain as well in terms of like accepting this part of him because even like the person who he loves has said these things about him before sure it was in the past and like I would like to think that they have both grown since like that moment but it's also because I think like he said those things about Miles and then Miles was I think was already like kind of confused about his feelings for Tristan and then like as soon as things fell apart and as soon as Tristan was saying those like invalidating things about him Miles like swung real hard into like dating women and was like well whatever I get like it's almost seems like well you don't accept me in this way so I'm just gonna lean into dating like Esme and shit which was a bad idea for many reasons but I don't know I think it has affected him I think it's safe to say that that yeah totally Anywho, um, thank you for sharing your experiences with us. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, whatever. But, but yeah. Um, then okay, this part's really cute. Then we're back with Winston and Goldie, and Winston is like making a grand gesture to apologize. He made gingerbread men with pants, which I loved. <laughs> So great. Also, can I just say, like, right off the bat, I am so glad that this was a grand gesture of friendship and not him yes. being like, I am into you, because that would have fucking ruined it yes. for me. Instead, it was just, like, very sweet, and he was like, let's still be friends. And I was like, yes, Winston, fucking yeah. nailing it. And, and they're like, a guy and girl can be just friends, right? And they're like, right, like, we're on the same page. We're on the same page together. Other people stop pressuring them to, like, date if they don't want to date. Like, they're just friends. It's okay. Yeah. How, um, let's take bets now. You think the Degrassi writers are going to fucking blow this up in our faces and be like, and now they date. Probably. Because Winston did say something about, like, wait, did you say you were flirting with me? Like, at one point. Like, yeah, I can see them very fucking it up. to her. I can see them fucking it up. Yeah. I can see them. Yeah. I kind of wish that they were going to stay friends, but I can see them not. <laughs> I can see the writers, like... I bet you, like, they're going to go to prom together. Or, like, the like when people are getting asked to prom, it's going to come up again. Something like that is going to happen. Yeah. Um, but then we're with Miles. We're back at his house. We're with Miles and Tristan. He's reading, like, his open letter. Um, like, his open, like, his apology letter to, like, the interview lady to Tristan. And his dad is, like, overhearing in the next room. I don't really remember what their letter said. Um, but I don't know. I can't about, remember. about, like, struggling with his identity and stuff? Yeah. And then he, I, he says something like, the bisexual part of me is the part of me that, like, lets me love you to Tristan. It's very sweet. And his dad, like, overhears and comes in and Miles like hands back like oh yeah his dad at the beginning of the episode like gave him a jacket from like the business school it was like hey you're following my footsteps here's this jacket that I wore when I was at the school I can't remember (coughs) sorry (coughs) yeah and then but then like at the end of the episode Miles like hands the jacket back to his dad and is like this isn't my path it's like 
like, no, dad, it was your dream, essentially. <laughs> um, and that's the end of the episode. It's like, all right, Miles, we're standing your ground. We're getting more comfortable with just who you are as a person. Just who you are. There are many things that make you up as a person. You are a writer. You are bisexual. And those are okay. And we're, we're moving toward acceptance. So yeah, that's the end of the app. <laughs> that is it. Um, Spirit Squad. Um, Spirit Squad. Probably Miles. He went on a journey this up. He did. Uh, you know, I'll also go Winston for. Yeah. You know, that the nice friendship gesture. I like that. Total. I gingerbread with pants. Gingerbread man with pants. I love it. I love it. And I'm going to go ahead and friendship them as my ship of the week goldie and winston and i guess i'll throw in a trials like sure whatever like we've actually saw them interact this episode which we haven't really in a while yeah i'd agree with that grapevine um so i did want to mention at the top of grapevine to amethyst beloved yes we have received your wonderful gift that you have given us for our fifth anniversary but we're having technical difficulties at the moment, and I, we can't do, like, an unboxing uh, because Kelsey's video is not working. So we're going to save that for when we can work through the kinks of that. But it has arrived safely. It's in my home. It is not lost. I have it. Um, I'm very but we also excited have... to see it, and I'm very sad that my <laughs> Wi-Fi is being funny. I've been a little spoiled already, but it's fine. I haven't. My <laughs> I'm still excited very about genuine. it. Genuine. Please don't tell me anything about it. I have not. Um, just that it is here, and so we have a tweet and we have an email as well. Do you have? Do you want to read the tweet first? Yeah, I'll read the. Or tweet should I read first. the? Email? Okay. Uh, this is from Anne Elizabeth at Happy Troubles, um, and Anne says. This app actually got next class trending for a second month ago. Esme tells Frankie that Taylor Swift made a career of exes, which got lumped in with that Ginny and Georgia joke. Swifties were not happy with, which is interesting. Also, I think it's really dumb that, and I refuse to call them Swifties, and I love Taylor Swift. I think it's really dumb to be mad when people are like, she made her career off of writing songs about her exes, because she did. It's part she of did. the fun. <laughs> She has famous it's, yeah, it's like that she writes songs about, and she writes good fucking songs about them. It's fun. And she literally left clues about who they were about, like, in, like, her album lyric pages and stuff. It's, like, part of, it's part of it. It is part there of the history. a song that's literally named Style. Are you fucking kidding me? Come on, you guys. You Dear John. <laughs> you can't be mad when she's, like. Yeah. No. You can't be mad about that shit. That's, that's so stupid. I don't like when people get really precious about, like, celebrity fandom. I don't know. I get it's annoying. Yeah. Like, I would understand if they were mad if it was, like, shown in, like, a negative. Like, of, like, yeah, I understand like, she's gotten a lot of flack for like, it. And she's gotten. Yeah. And she's gotten a lot of, like, misogynistic like spins on that aspect of her career like and if it were like i don't know what the jenny and georgia thing was Me neither. but in the context of degrassi it was seen as like oh well taylor swift made a career out of it so you can too it's like also like how many fucking men have made careers off the back of like of like women that they've dated yeah like Let's celebrate. Let's like. Let's not hold the double standard against Taylor Swift for doing that successfully as well. 
Like, you do you, whatever. I mean, Lord I'm not knows mad at her for every doing time it. I watch a video on YouTube, I see commercial for those headphones that were made by that guy who did the sex tape with Kim Kardashian. So he's trying to bank in, like, for an eternity on, like, the fact that Ray he, J? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so sick he's of also, headphone commercials. He's also uh, Brandy's brother. Is he? Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's Brandy's brother. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had, like, a reality show on VH1 at some point. Or he did, like, for the love of Ray J or whatever. And I think, like, she sometimes made appearances. Huh. But, yeah, he's he's trying to use the clout of his relationships with many different women, <laughs> including his sister, I'm sure. Um, but anyway, whatever. Um, we have an email from Ezra, our resident Gen Z teen, um, and they wrote to us about Tinder and, like, teen dating apps. Oh, also, um, can we just, real quick corrections, uh, we we misgendered Ezra. Sorry, Ezra. Ezra goes by they, them. Yes. They, them. Um, and so they say, in regards to whether there are dating apps, dating apps for teens, there definitely were in my earlier teenage years. I think around the time of this show is when Bumble stopped allowing teens on the app. But they used to have a 13 to 17 setting, but it got shut down in 2016, mostly because of a glitch where grown-ass adults were getting minors on their decks to swipe on. I don't know if anything like that exists anymore. Frankly, I hope not. But I think that lots of teens go on apps and sites like Yubo and Omegle to date, flirt, whatever, which also tend to be pretty unsafe. People are still going on Omegle? I was going to say the Are you same kidding thing. me? Omegle reminds <laughs> me of uh, my freshman year of college. College. Yeah. And also, like, don't date strangers on Omegle no matter what. Especially if you're a teen. Oh my God, no. Okay. No. But uh, yeah, it's, it's what we expected. <laughs> it was a breeding ground for pedophiles. Oh, 100%. So thank you, Ezra. Um, we will continue to ask you questions about teen things because, and just because we are old and we don't understand. Um, but that is all the grapevine that we have for you guys today. So if you'd like to be featured on a future grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod, or you can email us at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to us pretty much anywhere, but if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be super cool. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at KellerHighWater. You can follow my dog on Instagram at Boomy the Boxky. You can follow me on Twitter at Kelsex with the Z at the end. I have too many handles. Sorry. Great. Yeah. Um, and in terms of recommending things, I will recommend a podcast. I have recently been listening to the podcast Hey Babe, um, which is. <laughs> Which is like, I found it through TikTok because clips of it kept showing up on my TikTok feed. And I was like, I have to check this out because every clip I see is hilarious. It's, ho But it also, it just sounds like something that would not be up my alley. <laughs> and I will tell you why. Because it is curious. hosted. Because it is hosted by Sal from Impractical Jokers, <laughs> huh. if you know what that show is, and another comedian named Krista Stefano. They're just, like, very New York comedy dudes, but they're hilarious, and they, like, love each other, and, 
Like, every episode is... Like, Chris specifically has, like, the weirdest stories from his childhood and just, like, growing up. Like, he's told stories about how his mom, like, dated a mall Santa for two years and that's how he found out that Santa wasn't real, like, oh when he God. was seven. He dated this girl whose dad owned, like, a boat in like somewhere in Brooklyn like that would put on events at a boat and a lot of the times like the Russian mob would have events on this boat so he has like weird stories about that like it's it's a delightful podcast and I highly recommend it it's a fun time (laughs) it's a fun time it sounds interesting I'm I'm not against it Um, I can send you some TikTok clips of it sure to feel you out and then you can decide for yourself yeah it's called hey babe okay um, let's see. I am going to recommend. And it's because they call each other, babe. Not, it's not like a, they're trying to like say hey to the ladies. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I kind of was hoping <laughs> that that was the case. Yeah. No, it's because they, they address each other as like, oh, hey, babe. Hey, babe. Are you serious? Yeah. I love that, actually. Um, <laughs> I am going to recommend, uh, you know what? I'm going to recommend the new Mighty Ducks TV show. It's a fun time. Really? It's, is it's, it good? It's cute. It's super cute. I love it. It's got Lauren Graham. <laughs> it's adorable. It's just, is it just feel good, man? You just feel good. I think we all need a little joy. If you have Disney Plus, highly recommend the new Mighty Ducks show. It's, it's very charming and very sweet. All right. According to my is brother Emilio who texted me when he watched it. Yeah, it's a new one. It's a TV show. According, I feel like uh, an app description is, so I was texting my brother um, who is like 25 um, and he he's been watching it because we he loved the movies as a kid and he's like he's like so I love the new Mighty Ducks and I was like oh yeah because it's like definitely just like very sweet and he's like well you know I love that corny shit and I'm like oh yeah that's true <laughs> and it's like that it's just like it's it's just sweet it's nice you feel good watching it I love corny shit too like I watched uh, whatchamacallit Jenny and the Phantoms mm-hmm. loved it still highly recommend it's it's beautiful it's just like so heartwarming so yeah maybe i'll check it out i still have never seen the third mighty ducks movie you don't need to see the third mighty ducks movie D3 and i only saw an the first i stand by that <laughs> okay and i only saw the first two like within the last few years like really i feel like i always saw like bits and pieces of it on tv like growing up but i just never saw the full thing um, I mean, it's also like hockey was not even like a thing in California too. So, and like I don't know my bro, I don't think my brother ever really watched it. I don't know. Well, my I brother never... played hockey, so it just was constantly yeah. playing in my <laughs> home. I've seen all three of them many times. You never have to watch D three. It is a bad movie, even by like bad childhood movie standards it's just not good gotcha um it but even, even makes like sense. I anyway I get I get real I've, I've gone on many a rant about d3 and how it doesn't make any <laughs> fucking sense they right, like, just won like, like a world championship and suddenly right. they can't fucking make varsity anyway I, I digress it's not right. worth the watch right but it's the like TV high school fun. yeah the tv yeah. show's really fun the casting's really good it's like all it's like these it's like you know now and the ducks have become this team that's like really mean and like because because they got really into winning because they won with gordon bombay all the time and gordon bombay quit (laughs) because they got so obsessed with winning and it got to be like really like helicopter parent like 
Nutso. Gotcha. Um, it became like the rival team in the first movie. Yes, they became like the rival team in the first movie. So then, like, Lauren Graham's son, like, they start their own team. It's so good. It's just real fun, you guys. I, I love it so much. Wait, is Josh Jackson in it? <laughs> is no. Pacey in it? <laughs> no, no. Is he? Is Emilio Estevez still with Pacey's mom in it? No, he is not. That still was a thing in the movies, mom. right? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, but but Emilio <laughs> Estevez is in it because it would not be a Mighty Ducks movie if Emilio Estevez wasn't. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's yeah, because so I. It's like fun. But yeah, I when I watched the first two movies like only like three years ago, I want to say I fucking loved them. I was still like they still hold up for adults. Yeah, they're so fun. Maybe I'll check out the show. You should highly recommend. Okay, it's it's just okay. you feel good. It's happy. It's a happy time. <laughs> all right. Um. Well, that is all that we have for you guys today. Um. Thank you to Jay as always for our wonderful theme song, and thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. <laughs>